Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles, would you open them to 2 Corinthians chapter number 2. 2 Corinthians chapter number 2 and verse 11. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Thank you, Lord, for your many blessings. Thank you so much for your word, God. Anoint it to our lives and our hearts. In Jesus' name, we appreciate you so much, God. And help us, Lord, to receive it. And I pray against every hindrance to this word. I pray against every everything that would try to keep it from us. Lord, for your word, let it have free course to accomplish its wonderful will. In Jesus' name, and everybody say amen. amen. Let's clap our hands for the Lord right now. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. I want to preach on the subject, understanding the enemy. Understanding the enemy. Amen. We often fear what lurks in the shadows of our understanding. We often fear what our minds cannot grasp or comprehend. The old saying that ignorance is bliss is really not a true statement, especially when it comes to the things of God. Ignorance breeds superstition, and superstition is a belief or practice resulting from ignorance or fear of the unknown, a delusion, a falsehood, an illusion, a misconception, a misperception, or misinformation. And contrary to popular belief, what I don't know really can hurt me, especially when it comes to who my enemy is and how he operates and what his, his mission is when it comes with regards to my life. Amen. Burying our head in the sand and ignoring the situation or pretending something doesn't exist is a recipe for disaster. Hosea 4 verse 6 says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Proverbs 4 verse 7 said, Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and in all thy getting, get understanding. Amen. So the person that does not believe in or acknowledge the existence of the devil has already put himself or herself in a huge disadvantage. They, they're willing ignorance allows the devil to have them right where he wants them because that person will have to find other ways to explain what's happening to them or those around them must be bad luck 
must be bad karma, a series of unfortunate events, uh, mental health issues, uh, and the list goes on. Amen. And did you know even certain sicknesses, according to the Bible, and certain diseases can be directly attributed to the devil? Amen. Job's boils comes to mind. Amen. That was that was a sickness that came from the devil. Mark chapter 9 verse 17. A man brought his boy that was demon possessed to Jesus. Amen. And he said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son which has a dumb spirit. A spirit that allows him not to speak. So he can't speak. A speech impediment. Uh, something of sorts. And he asked his father how long is it ago since this came unto him? He said, of a child. And, he, and then Jesus, amen. Ask him a couple of questions. And then Jesus in verse number 25 rebuked the foul spirit, saying, Without deaf and dumb spirit, I charge thee, come out of them and enter him no more. So the devil caused this young boy to not be able to speak and not be able to hear. Amen. Luke chapter 13, verse 11. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could not lift herself up. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loose from thy infirmity. Amen. And he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight. And he say, and then when the Pharisees saw that he healed somebody on the Sabbath day, they didn't see, wow, he's, he healed her 18 years. Thank God. No, you did it on the Sabbath day. That's not supposed to be done. And then Jesus said, Ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound these 18 years, be loose from this bond on the Sabbath day, so she could physically not lift herself up because of the enemy? Acts chapter 10, verse 38, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Amen. Let me tell you something. The devil can possess people. Amen. And then, and we know that people, the demons were cast out because of that, but he can oppress people as well. Amen. And oppression is not possession. Oppression is something from without. Something when he hounds our minds and causes us grief from the outside in. Amen. Praise God. But I'm here to tell you, like that last verse of that song that we love to sing, foot on the rock and my mind's made up. He said, the devil, he will tempt you and he'll fill your way with strife. He'll make you sick in body and even try to take your life. But just put your trust in Jesus and say, Lord, I've had enough. And the Lord will say, move over, Satan. They got their mind made up. I'm talking about we got to understand our enemy. In order for Satan not to have the advantage over us, we must be knowledgeable as to how he operates and most importantly how to successfully fight against him. <clears throat> you see, a long time ago, a very beautiful and powerful archangel named Lucifer allowed pride and jealousy and rebellion to overtake his heart and he was thrown out of heaven after a failed attempt to overthrow God he became known as Satan and the devil amen and Satan is a created being so let's be perfectly clear it is impossible for the creature to overthrow the creator amen impossible It was a futile 
effort and it should never have been undertaken. But that's what people, amen, angels and even people, they get in their heads and they can do things they can't do. Amen. I'm telling you, Satan is no match for God. He's not even close. So anybody that tells you, well, they're on equal playing fields, Jesus and the devil, good and evil. Oh, no, it's not equal. Amen. It's God Almighty and this created angel. I'm going to understand my enemy because I can't do something about it. I can't fight. I need to sit back and let a red rush shot over me and my family. Notice it was pride, jealousy, and rebellion that caused him to do what he did, and he lost his place with God because of it. Amen. And that's three things that the human race has problems with, too. Pride, jealousy, and rebellion. We would do good not to be associated with him in those regards. Amen. You see, he was introduced to the human race in the Garden of Eden. And when he saw how much God invested in, in mankind, amen, that early, this man and woman, that was it. That was the, all of mankind, two people. And he saw how much he loved, how much God loved mankind, amen. He vowed to become, amen, mankind's number one enemy. And the best way to understand who he is and how he operates is actually by looking at the titles and descriptions of him in the Bible. You just got to go through a few of those and you'll see exactly what he, what, how he ticks and how he operates. And I'm just going to go through. I'm not going to read the scripture. I'll give those of you who might be taking notes or whatever. I'll just give the scripture reference. Amen. Or you can listen to the podcast this week and you can get the scriptures if you want. Amen. But in Revelation 12, 9, he was called the great dragon, the old serpent, and the deceiver of the whole world. In Revelation 20 verse 2, he was referred to as Satan and the devil. And Satan literally means adversary. So he is an enemy. He's not a friend. Amen. The Greek equivalent of the Hebrew word for Satan is diabolos. Amen. Which is where we get the word diabolical and is translated to the word devil in the New Testament. And the word devil means accuser and slanderer and offender and violator. That's who he is. Amen. He is a liar. He is the father of lies and a murderer according to John 8.44. Amen. And I'll tell you what, the biggest liar, amen, he lied to himself that he thought he could overthrow God. Amen. But he's the father of lies. Amen. And he's a liar and he will not tell you the truth. And so don't believe him and don't listen to him. He's your enemy and the only thing you need to be doing is fighting him. We got to fight. Amen. Revelation 12, 10, he's the accuser of the brethren. Matthew 4, 3, he is the tempter. Matthew 12, 24, he is Beelzebub, the prince of the devils. 1 John 2, 14, he is the wicked one. Matthew 13, 39, the enemy. John 14, 30, he is the prince of this world. In 1 Peter 5, 8, he is an adversary as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Amen. 2 Corinthians 6, 15, 
He is Belial. And the word Belial means worthlessness. Amen. And did you know that Deuteronomy 13, 13 speaks of the children of Belial? Amen. So the devil has what he considers children walking on this earth. Amen. And we're trying to take those children and make them the children of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. He's the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience, Ephesians 2.2. 2. He is the God of this world, small g, has blinded the minds of them which believe not, 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. He is the angel of light. He transforms himself into an angel of light because the name Lucifer means morning star, bright and morning star. He, he, he was an angel, and he still is an angel, and he can still make himself look good, amen, but he's not good. And so don't fall for it, praise God. Only God is good. Amen. Amen. He transformed himself into an angel of light to be a deceiver, 2 Corinthians 11, 14. And therefore it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as a ministers of righteousness, 2 Corinthians eleven fifteen. 15. Amen. Did you realize that Satan has ministers? You didn't just think that the church has ministers only, did you? Satan has ministers. And they transform themselves as a ministers of righteousness. Praise God. They disguise themselves as the good guys, but they are what Paul described in Acts chapter 20 as wolves in sheep's clothing. My, what she, my, Mr. Sheep, what a big snout you have. It's like grandma in, you know, Red Riding Hood. Praise God. My, Mr. Sheep, amen. I didn't know sheep needed those kind of teeth. I thought you were a herbivore. I thought you were, you know, just a nice veggie guy, you know. And, you know, you got those big old canines, you know, to rip the flesh apart. Amen. And you sure don't look like a sheep. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm a sheep, yeah. Yeah, don't pay attention. Don't look too close. Amen. And that begs the question, who or what? Are we allowing, amen, to minister to us? Amen. I want it to be God. I want it to be the things of God and the people of God and things that are friendly to God. I don't care what anybody says. I'm preaching this on the July 4th you know, weekend Sunday thing. Amen. Amen. I'm sorry I'm not preaching on, you know, the, the, the Declaration of Independence and all that kind of stuff, but i got to go what I feel with, pray, to go what I feel. But you know what? Amen. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You shall know your enemy. Amen. And you'll be free. Amen. And liberated to know how to fight him. And that's the best Independence Day message you can have. So I don't care what anybody says or even what the devil tries to tell you. Like when he pulled the wool over Eve's eyes to entice her to eat of the forbidden fruit. He is not your friend. Amen. You cannot agree with him. You cannot do anything like that. He has never been and he will never be, have your best interest at heart like God does. He cannot, you can't make a deal with him. You can't bargain with him. He cannot be reasoned with. And you can't outsmart him because he's smarter than you in 
the flesh, praise God. You can't fight him with your own strength because he's more powerful. He has had thousands of years to figure out how we tick and he knows our weaknesses. Amen. And he has one mission and one mission only and that is the destruction of the human race. But I'm here to say I'm going to understand my enemy. I'm not going to be ignorant of his devices and he's not going to get the advantage over me. That's what we got to say, folks. Amen. You know, there's a very interesting scripture found in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 26. It says that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. You see, that's a powerful verse. There are people that need to recover themselves out of the snare. You know what a snare is? Amen. It's, a, it's another word for a trap. Amen. They, they use snares. You watch some of these wildlife shows or these like you know, Alaskan shows and they're out there. They do little snares. Amen. To catch a rabbit or a squirrel or something like that. Amen. It's something that trips people up. It's something that gets you all tied up and tangled and you're, you're captured. Amen. And so people need to recover themselves out of the snare of the devil because they are taken captive by him at his own will and whim because they don't know how to fight. They don't understand. Amen. They're destroyed for lack of knowledge. But we need to take the covers off today. Yes. Praise God. Some people say, man, you're really letting them have it today. Aren't you worried a little bit? Aren't you afraid? I'm not afraid. Amen. Praise God. He's given me black eyes before. I just... Go get a bag of peas out of the spiritual freezer. <laughs> I put them up there. I'm like, get back up. I'm like, upon this rock. Jesus, I'm building my church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Amen. I'm going to fight him. I don't want to be intimidated by him. So we must be steadfast against him and we must resist him with every fabric of our being. Praise God. But that's where God comes in. Bible said, James 4, 7, resist the devil and he will flee from you. So we have to fight him. Amen. And the only way we can resist and fight him, amen, is with the help of God. And believe me, God's got plenty of help for us to do that. Amen. Jesus fought against him right after he was baptized and the Spirit came and all that stuff. Remember, Jesus was driven in the, to the wilderness. Amen. And tempted by not just any demon, by Satan himself. Amen. And wanted to see what this new Jesus, this, this new prophet. Oh, okay, this is the new guy. John the Baptist is off the scene. Now this is the guy. Let me see what I can, what he's made out of. And he started tempting him, tempting him, tempting him. And so on. And Jesus said, it is written. Amen. That's how he fought. Against and God has given us 66 books, amen. 1,189 chapters of glorious, powerful promises and word of God, and to let us know who our enemy was and how to fight against him. And one of the other ways to fight him is the word of God, amen. We don't need all this hocus pocus, we just say it is written. I'm standing on the word, I'm standing on the word. 
You know, you read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Did you ever see Jesus tolerate any demonic spirits? Well, we better handle this one with kid gloves. This looks like a pretty mean one. Oh, yeah, boy, this gathering maniac, you know, amen. And Jesus said, what is your name? And my name is Legion, for we are many. Amen. And the Roman Legion was, you know, a couple thousand uh, soldiers. Boy, does this, this guy have 2,000 demons? Boy, Jesus said, better, better move on. I don't want to tackle this guy. Get out of there. Amen. You know who I am? You guys, first of all, you shut up, demons. Amen, he said. And then he said, and then they said, oh, and then they, they kind of, oh, well, this, this, this isn't like any other, like, Pharisee. This guy talks mean to us, and he's got power. Uh-oh. And then they realized what this guy was. Maybe they got some instructions from the boss after the temptation. Amen. And then he, they, they, they begged, oh, oh uh, you know, we don't like just being out in the air. And we like, you know, inhabiting something warm and fuzzy. So can we go into the pigs over there? Amen. Yeah, I'll let you go over there. Amen. He had to, they had to get permission. So they went into that herd of swine. Amen. And, you know, pigs have more sense than some people. Sad to say. Because they didn't, some people will tolerate a demon too long. Amen. But the pigs, they didn't want nothing to do with it. They ran off the edge of the cliff and drowned in the water. I'm telling you, we don't need to tolerate the spirit of evil in our lives or in people around us. Let's put on the power of God and the weapons of our warfare. And let's fight. It's a fight we're fighting. So Jesus just cast them out. Amen. Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. 2 Corinthians 10, 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Ephesians 6, 10. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And above all, everybody say above all. Taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Amen. Amen. Let me preach to you, Bill, about above all. The shield of faith is one of the most important things we have. If we don't have faith, the blood's not going to work for us. If we don't have faith, the word's not going to work for us. If we don't have faith, the name's not going to work for us. We've got to have faith. Jesus tells someone he healed, your faith has made you whole. Your faith has done this. Your faith. We know Jesus did it, but he couldn't have done it without faith. Faith unlocks the power of God in your life, so we got to have faith. 1 John 4, 4, ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Amen. And who are them? Amen. That's, if you read up earlier in that verse, in the chapter, it says, they're the spirit of Antichrist. And I'll give you one guess as to where the spirit of Antichrist comes from. It comes from Satan and the devil. Praise God. Amen. But I'm telling you, greater is he that's in us. We will overcome them because of who is in us than it's in the world. He may be the God of this world, but I got the God that made this world inside of me, and I've got faith. 
that I'm going to win. Praise God. Hallelujah. Happy Fourth of July. Jesus. Romans 8.31 If God be for us, who can be against us? Come on, we got God for us. Who? That means anybody. Anything. 2 Corinthians 6.16 Fear not, for they that are with us are more than they that are with them. It might look like we're surrounded sometimes. It might look like, whoa, I don't know what's going to happen. Praise God. But when God opens our understanding and lets us see that they that are with us are more than they that are with them. That they that are with the spirit of Antichrist might be barking loud and roaring and, you know, baring their teeth. Amen. But we've got more on our side than they got on their side. Don't ever let anybody say, well, I don't know. Is the devil going to win? Is God going to win? Man, good and evil. No, it's not even close. It's a deception. It's like, see that slide up there? Amen. That is Morse code underneath understanding the enemy. But if you don't get to where you'll know who the enemy is, you'll be looking at, like I'm looking at that, going, hmm, hieroglyphics on an Egyptian cave wall. That's about what it looks to me. But, you know, if I learn Morse code, then I'll understand what I'm looking at. And I'm telling you, we need to understand our enemy. We don't need to be afraid. We don't need to kowtow. We don't need, you know what? Boy, every time I really start dedicating my life, every time I really start praying, every time I really start doing good and keeping the word, it seems like the enemy really comes on strong. Amen. So, you know what the tendency is? Oh, Amen fight or flight, and sometimes, well, I feel like flying, which means I'm going to back off, and if I back off, maybe he'll back off. He won't back off, and if he tells you that, he's a liar, amen. He's got his fingers crossed behind his back. I'll back off. Mm -mm. He's not backing off. So you know what? We might as well just keep praying and plowing forward. It doesn't matter. We need to make him sorry he ever did that to us. We need to make them sure I'm going to pray. I'm going to fast. I'm going to stand. I'm going to win souls. You mess with the wrong people. Woo! Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, what really does the devil have to offer you? Himself? Well, we already looked at that laundry list. One third of the angels that join in his rebellion against God who are now called the demons and who are just like him. That's what you can have when you go with him. His kingdom, which he built on this earth after he was cast out of heaven. And that's why the Bible calls him the little G God of this world. Amen. It's the same kingdom that he tempted Jesus with in the wilderness in Matthew chapter 4 on that third temptation. The devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world 
and the glory of them, and saith unto him, All these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Now don't believe, amen, that uh, what people say is, Oh, well, those kingdoms weren't his to give. But you better believe any temptation that's really a temptation, it means that it's true. And amen. So to a point, the kingdoms of this world were his to give in a way. This is before Calvary. This is before the blood. This is before anything. Amen. And so I'm telling you, Jesus saw what it was, you know, there was a very big temptation. But Jesus answered, it is written. Amen. Get thee head, Satan, for it's written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Amen. Amen. So that's what he offered. Himself, his angels, his kingdom. There you go. Woo! Come on over. Amen. Praise God. But that's all he has to offer anybody. Amen. And besides that, there's coming a day when he will lose everything he has. He will lose that quote-unquote kingdom. Amen. And all those that look to him will lose as well. Revelation 20.10 And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. That's what he has to offer. We on the other hand, amen, have Jesus Christ who is the almighty God and the creator of all things. We have all of heaven backing us up and on our side. We have two-thirds of the angels that stay with God, amen, and did not rebel against them. And the Bible said they are ministry spirits sent to the heirs of salvation, which we are, amen, and they camp around about those that fear God, and they deliver them. That's what we got. We have the power of the unity of the church, the family of God. Amen. The unity and the numbers in the body of Christ. We got that power. We're sticking together. We're watching. We're, we're back to back. We're looking at each other's backs. We got each other. We're covering each other. Amen. First. First Peter 5, 9 said, Whom resist steadfast in the faith, talking about the devil, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplishing your brethren that are in the world, knowing that I'm part of a bigger thing, knowing that I'm not just by myself, I'm not just an island to myself, I'm not just a lone ranger, amen. When two or three are gathered together, there he is in the midst of us. Where two or three agree together on one thing, it shall be done for them. We've got unity, we've got power together, amen, as a church. God we have the power of prayer and fasting we have the power of his blood we have the power of his name we have the power and authority of his word we have the power of praise and worship we have the power that comes from living a holy and righteous life before the Lord we got that power and above all we have that shield of faith. Above all, we have the power of faith in God and in all these things I mentioned. To me, it's, there's, no, there's no doubt. To me, it's not even close. To me, there's no decision. Amen. I'm going to understand the enemy. And I'm going to fight against him. Yeah. 
I'm not going to let him deceive me into thinking that uh, I can do this or take shortcuts or get around that or whatever. Amen. i got to understand that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man can come to the Father but by me, Jesus said. If anybody climbs up another way, Jesus said they're a thief and a robber. Amen. He said, I'm the door. I'm the way. I'm the bridge. I'm everything. you got to go through Jesus. Amen. Would you stand with me? Understanding the enemy. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Lest Satan should get advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Amen. I hope after this, I know we weren't before, I know many of you knew a lot of this. Amen. But I just wanted to put it all in one package deal and let us remind us, amen, that God is with us. Yes, he is. That we don't have to be afraid. That we can be, uh, we're going to be okay. We don't need to give in. We don't need to just, oh, okay, I'll just kind of like agree with him a little bit. Amen. No, no. Don't agree. Don't make any deals. Amen. The Bible said, buy the truth and sell it not. Possess your soul and patience. It's worth more than the whole world. You hold on to yourself. You hold on to your, your, your eternity. Amen with Jesus. And let him take you through. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Let's find a place to pray. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. And may God bless you.